Do it. Today's episode is brought to you by Five Below. It's like the dollar <laughs> store, but not. <laughs> All right, everyone, and welcome to another level zero. You're welcome for my podcast. The podcast almost as disappointing as your career choice. I am WPW, accompanied by Hardstick and, of course, Meat Bolus. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, good, man. Really thrilled to fucking be here. Honest. <laughs> you look really excited. Yeah, I'm telling this motherfucker a story before the podcast even starts. He just walks away from me to get a beer. And it's like I think Meatballs is just everyone's stepdad. <laughs> Why is it that you have to wait for someone to finish speaking before you walk away? <laughs> it's the, the Irish interrupter. <laughs> I mean, it was a very interesting story. He was explaining to us what Five Below was. So go on, tell so, the story. <laughs> so Five Below is like the dollar store, except it's $5 instead of $1. And you walk through and it's just like wish in real life. Like everything is like really shitty, like Chinese quality. And like, you're going through and you're like, like, Oh my God, like a gaming computer. And like, there's like computer monitors and shit. And you're just like, Oh, this seems like a great deal. And you get home, just breaks immediately. I mean, you say China quality and yet the China virus seems to be doing quite well. It's very robust. (laughs) I think it originated from five below. (laughs) <laughs> they sell bats in the back. <laughs> Got to ask for someone specifically. So what'd you buy your daughter from five below? I bought her a magic trick set and it was like, uh, Oh, you know, 120 tricks to impress your friends and all this stuff. And like, it's literally like a deck of cards, three of the like most sad, pathetic, like fuzzy balls. And I think maybe like a set of dice or something. And that was like $5. I think there's a magic wand in there too. But I was like scrolling through the the little like magic like trick book, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll teach you how to do a couple of these tricks. And like, I don't know if I'm just stupid, but I could not explain to her how to do any of the tricks. So we literally just put it in the closet and we're like, oh, let your mom do this. <laughs> but some of them were like, hey, ask your parents to use some of their like um, some of their nail polish remover and things. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like they want you to go. I think they're, I think they're. China's teaching my daughter how to make pipe bombs or something in her room. So when she gets conscripted into the fucking Chinese army in five years. Oh yeah. She's speaking Mandarin upstairs. (laughs) That's not a big language where you're at, is it? No, not really. Not many people speak Chinese in Delaware. (laughs) I'm running out of States, man. (laughs) Delaware's a state, right? <laughs> I'm impressed that you've named this many states and haven't really repeated yourself. Me and my partner a couple of years ago, we did this like, hey, let's in five minutes name all the states that you can. And I got like 18 or something. And it's like, I know all these states, but when you're like put under pressure. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> like every single post move, you have to name one. <laughs> uh so how's COVID treating you all? Good. Still COVID free. I mean, as far as I know. So one third of the podcast is currently clean. That's okay. We'll get them eventually. I always do. Was that my left ventricle piping in? <laughs> yeah. Talk about pre-existing conditions, man. Like you'd be down in like 24 hours. I got stepdad constitution. <laughs> did, did when you, the Reaper shows up, I'm going to walk away from him too and get another beer out of the fridge. Uh, did you guys see the story of the EMT who was, oh wait, I think you sent it to me. The EMT who was on an airplane and did CPR on a COVID patient. Oh, that was a COVID patient? Yeah, it was a COVID patient. I didn't read the article. I just looked at the headline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I saw something about this a month or two ago when it came out, the dude COVID positive, knew he was COVID positive, went through the screening process and just lied about every question and then DFO'd on the, on the flight. Wow. Yeah. And so there was an EMT on board and he did CPR on him for like an hour straight or something. And then he was all pissed off that he got a, that he got a voucher to fly at a later time. And he's like, Oh, this should have thanked me for my service, man. (laughs) 
I mean, if he did CPR for that long, then he just aerosolized the entire cabin. Whereas before, the guy just would have died, and literally everybody else would have been safer. I think he gave Thank him a you so treatment much, too. You stupid asshole. That's why we need those COVID positive, COVID negative, vaccinated forehead tattoos. I'm down. I'd prefer to get one on my forearm. He'd have walked up and been like, oh, sorry, dude, you're on your own. I, I know a guy who they extricated a guy from a TC and he like wrapped around a tree, was like critical and all this stuff. They had to cut him out with the with the jaws and all that stuff. And they lifelighted him and it turned out to be COVID positive. So now he's in quarantine from it. So dude had COVID and then wrapped his car around a tree. <laughs> Which of those was the least of his problems? COVID, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we um, we just started the monoclonal antibody infusions today at our hospital. Uh, one of the, the local hospitals that already started uh, like a month ago or whatever, and we just started. Um, I had picked up an overtime shift today, and which – very conveniently overlapped with the time we were going to start our initial um, transfusions. So guess who got to be the first one? Oh, shit. This guy. So literally, I'm, I'm just talking to like our education coordinators and everything. Like, look, I this is not hard. However, my, my extensive experience with fake it till you make it in almost every single <laughs> career setting I've ever had in my life, like I'm going to do my best. I just want to run through this so we don't look like complete retards. Um, <laughs> just it's it's not hard, but like every single chart that we do was going to be audited and pulled. So I'm like, I just want to make this look right. Um, but honestly, everybody was super chill about it today. We only ended up doing two, um, but it sounds promising. It's just really weird with our particular demographic because um, they're just so elderly and them being able to sit in a chair for that long and it just it it if you guys haven't looked into it too much it's essentially for the people that we would have discharged that are high risk uh that wouldn't be staying in the hospital so it essentially like hopefully blunts their covid symptoms so they don't progress um and we just essentially give them this infusion uh the only thing is they have to get you know essentially medically cleared um you know they're not hypoxic that type of thing um, and then we, we rapid swab them. It comes back. Our pharmacy, uh, defrosts the, uh, the monoclonal ab- uh, antibodies. And then it goes over about an hour. We watch them. And then an hour later, if they have no signs of reaction, um, they, they can, uh, check out and we're good to go. So we did two today. It went fine. It honestly, it seemed like there was more steps than needed to be explain to us it's pretty straightforward but if it works out fantastic the only thing that's going to be interesting is whether um if all these primary care doctors start sending us their patients to the ed just to get this treatment how that's going to play into our normal flow with the er like this sounds like it eventually is going to have to go outpatient because if we get you know 20 people in our lobby and then you get another 20 people looking for just this infusion that are not sick like those STEMIs and traumas are going to get buried into the waiting room for people that are essentially looking for outpatient. Um, it's we'll see. I mean, we're kind of in the initial stages of it, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, have you guys looked into it at all or have you guys read up on it? No, I know absolutely nothing about it. And all, all you're describing to me right now is the new dialysis for like IFTs. Like it's going to be a monoclonal <laughs> or whatever, like wait and return. <laughs> Uh, the best part is like all the all the infusions. Like I can't say them. Our lead pharmacist in the the ED can't pronounce them. Like like well, this one has a doctorate in medicine and and medical words, and I I can't say it. She can't say it. So I'm not going to be you know. I, I'm gonna, again. I'm going to do the best I can to not sound like a complete retard. But <laughs> what is the word again? monoclonal antibodies. So it's essentially synthetic antibodies. So it's not, uh, I, f- I forget the term for when they, they harvest um, antibodies for people that have already had COVID. Uh, but this is essentially synthetic and it gets 
uh, rushed through the, um, the FDA essentially to be used, but like going through the info sheet with patients, like it's, there's so much up in the air, just kind of like the, the vaccine in general. Um, it, I mean, it sounds promising. One of our travelers is from Canada and apparently they do this quite often, uh, for other stuff. Um, so it, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's interesting. I'm glad that I got to be, you know, you know, part of it and, you know, it's, it's, it was just interesting to be part of it, uh, in general, but, um, there's just a lot of what if, and a lot of the FDA is just kind of mm, try it. <laughs> Hello. That's how they made Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Grogu stupid asshole name. <laughs> so you're still upset by Grogu? Oh yeah. He's fucking dead to me. <laughs> Did you burn your baby Yoda shirts? <laughs> oh. Dead air. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck. I, I didn't want to say anything because I, I just want to see how long we could go. <laughs> Blink. Blink. Have you guys oh. watched uh, WandaVision yet? No, I haven't. Not yet. Man, I, I will tell you, I'm I'm gonna give a recommendation at this point. Um, it's fucking weird. Um, do you guys know the premise at all? Yeah, sort of. And I literally had it like queued up, about to watch it with the wife, and or to watch it by myself. And she was like, "No, no, no, don't, don't, don't." So, I mean, we'll see. That'll slowly get watched. I mean, the but- premise. I mean, first off, it's about Wanda and Vision, which are pretty low tier in my opinion. Like, I don't really give a shit about either of them except for elizabeth olsen um but meh <laughs> really meh oh come I, on man i thought she was pretty hot and i didn't even realize she was one of the uh the actual Ols- olsen twins or sisters yeah yeah um yeah the premise is like they're on a like a 50 sitcom kind of like uh bewitched or i dream of genie sure and um so it's it's literally I mean I mean it's literally just like there's a laugh track and it's super cheesy intentionally and the premise of the first episode is like the boss is coming over for dinner tonight but Wanda doesn't know that there's dinner so she has to like whip it up real quick and um and then this second episode they're doing like a like a magic show for the community or something and so it's like really like simple silly like premises but there's kind of like an underlying dark tone that they talk about a little in the first and a, and a bit more in the second. And if that element wasn't there, I probably wouldn't be digging it that much. But it's cool because you can kind of see they're like building towards something. Um, in the first episode, it really didn't hook me. I was like, eh, like whatever. I kind of see what they're doing. The second one, I was like, okay, like this kind of got me a little bit. So. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued enough to keep watching. So uh, I'm, I'll recommend it at this point. So we'll see. Episode three is probably going to be shit and I'm going to have to eat those words, but whatever for now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I stopped reading comics ages ago, but back in the day, Scarlet Witch, she was originally a, like a magical character. Her powers are magic based. And then I guess they turned her into a mutant later on. Um yeah, so I'm assuming was, it has something to do with her mind fracturing or some shit. Yeah, and um, there is a theory out there that what was that? Jesus Christ! Did you just strangle a duck? <laughs> Quack! <laughs> just just pouring another scotch. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, it, drink Miller Light like a true Wisconsin. Wisconsinian. Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, there's um, there's this witch or something in the MCU that trains Scarlet Witch, and the the theory right now is that that's the one like kind of making this scenario for him, but I don't know where they're going, man, but it's, it's pretty good so far, man. A lot better than Wonder Woman 84, man. <laughs> I'm still pissed about that shit. Is Chris Pine make an appearance or 
yeah, he's in the whole thing, man. Remember, she she ghost rapes him. <laughs> ghost rapes. <laughs> that Patrick Swayze movie. <laughs> oh my love. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that I can't see the potential uh, poltergeist in the background right now because your stupid webcam is broken. Dude. There's like a tree scratching the window. There's a big clown with extendable arms. It's not a tree. They're here. Has anyone in our audience actually seen the original poltergeist? Yeah, a bunch of the boomer medics. (sighs) Boomer medics aren't listening to the podcast, man. Oh, I just mean... When you say audience, I just mean anyone who's ever clicked on something, whether it's a meme or, you know, unfollow or report. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if you've done that once, you're a follower. <laughs> it's like it's like my wife. I think she's kind of unfollowed us. Because <laughs> after the first like podcast or two, she's like she's like, you know, that's what that's what I like about you, WPWs. You're so funny and all that stuff. And then I think she listened to like episode three or something. And that was the last feedback that I got from her. And I don't think she's listening anymore. So I think one of those views is is missing from our podcast. I'm so I'm sure she unfollowed your marriage at this point. <laughs> she's not she's not listening, but her lawyer is. <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they're gathering evidence. This would be exhibits one through nine. Yeah, facial stitches, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I really asked you, WP, or who are you, Meatballus, if you fucked a girl on her face stitches. <laughs> Wouldn't be the strangest thing I've done. I like that we got flagged on YouTube, though. That kind of makes me a little proud. What did we get flagged for? I don't know. It's a, There's a little thing when you click it, and it says, like, are you aware this is, is like, inappropriate content? Well, that's something that, that, that's an option that I check. Like, it's not... It's got explicit content on it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me a little less proud then. So you reported us yourself? Self-report. <laughs> Still going to get Zuckerberg. So what is the um, the plan for the, the crossover episodes and that type of stuff? Who are you supposed to, to do a podcast with, Meet? Um... Uh, what's his name? The guy that does, I don't know if he wants to be saying anything yet. Um, fuck it. Fuck it. Commit him. He, he didn't tell me not to do it live. He, uh, <laughs> EMS escapades. <laughs> the, uh, the EMS comic strip. It's been around for, I think longer than level, level zero. Oh yeah. They've been around forever, man. I don't think I've ever seen their stuff. Is it really? mostly memes or like, what is it? No, it's like three panel comic strips, just typical, you know, ambulance humor. Gotcha. Um, it's like a cyanide it, and happiness just with EMS themes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think I've seen some of that stuff for what I, for whatever reason, I didn't, they didn't think that's what it was called, but I think I've seen them posted. I could be totally wrong, but I'm 70% sure it's EMS, <laughs> EMS capades. EMS debates. Um, that's the only crossover right now. Um, a while back, the EMS lounge had asked me to go on theirs, but I don't even think those guys are up anymore. I should give them, send them a message. And I spoke to the hey, admin. Way to publicly kill them. <laughs> what? Way to publicly kill them. <laughs> All I'm saying is if Savage Medics wants to do a crossover, I will absolutely fucking do it in a second. Who would they have on though? They don't have like mods with names and personalities. I mean, we don't really have much in the way of personalities either, but any of the followers that they pay to follow them, <laughs> they all have Indian names. Uh, I'm pretty, I've heard from several semi uh, reliable sources that the original owner of Savage Medics sold it to some medical media conglomerate so i don't even think there's a there's a person behind the screen at this point so it's like dread pirate roberts yeah w- without the interest though
<laughs> Meatballs at gmail.com. I don't, I don't want to miss that check. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I, I have planned on as far as crossovers. I spoke to the admin from burned out memes. I'm very excited. He wants to hop on. Um, but his schedule is pretty much the exact opposite of mine. So we will have to figure something out. Although I do have to take my medic refresher next month and I think it falls on a couple of my work shift days. So if that's the case, I'll just try to schedule it for one of those nights. I mean, I know he doesn't have much time just watching Attack on Titan for the 10th time. <laughs> and I'm going to have to figure out how to uh, disguise his voice because I know the one podcast he was on, <laughs> they had changed his voice a little bit. So I like how we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, it was too hard. <laughs> I didn't think it was too hard. It was just fucking who cares? <laughs> the worst that can happen is that we get better careers. You I mean, can only go up from here, right? Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck do you care? You have like a six month life expectancy. Like we, we still have lives after this, man. Like once the level zero memorial pops up, like we still have to like, pick up the pieces. When I die, though, I do expect a lot of wreaths outside AMR headquarters in in Colorado. <laughs> like Holy one of those, shit! One of those roadside memorials. <laughs> yeah. Let's start a GoFundMe, man. <laughs> I'm going to get it queued up just in case. I'm going to need one for whatever organ fails first. We'll do it in order. As you're drinking a beer, gee, let me guess which organ it is. <laughs> heart. Always going to be heart. That <laughs> liver is like third or fourth place, bro. So who is your cardiologist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen him since... Uh... Since I saw him <laughs> after my stress test <laughs> two years ago, he had to wear the fucking chain mail. Yeah. What was what was the the end result? It just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, did the stress test and the chest pain came back at like the peak, whatever the peak of the treadmill was. I don't remember. Backed it off. Pain uh, went away. No EKG changes during the, the stress test. And that was it. I went home. Appointment with the cardiologist went and saw him. And he's like, yeah, I think you've probably just got some sort of irritable. <laughs> I forget how he phrased it. Irritable uh, heart syndrome. Irritable <laughs> irritable Purkinje fiber. I don't know what it was. But he said, yeah, it's probably just some irritable uh, part of your cardiac electrical system and if it gets worse go in and that was the last i heard so if it gets worse by an aed it it gave me a lot of a a lot of faith in the banner health doctors so i will certainly be going back there (laughs) next to medical emergency funnily enough that's where i went when they stitched up my uh, dog bite and gave me the gangrenous leg so Two for two. You had gangrene? It smelled like gangrene. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's my favorite Nirvana song. <laughs> Which is funny. All the fucking leg jokes and jokes on you. Your fucking leg almost fell off before mine. <laughs> I just want to throw out that my legs are perfect. <laughs> you do have beautiful calves. I'm not going to lie. Hey, thanks, man. That means very a lot. thick and full. Thick. From carrying around those ten pound balls. Oh, did you get any graveyard calls this week? Oh Jesus Christ, no, man. I'm I'm still a little fucked up at the last cemetery I had to go to, though, man. <laughs> it's like a side mission in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Was that on the uh, the vision quest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a bunch of peyote before. 50 feet tall white man. Does anybody do peyote anymore? Yeah, people at Burning Man. I'm sure. Where is Burning Man? Is it in Nevada? No, it's in California. Is it really? I'm yeah, pretty one, sure. of, one of the guys that used to do the medic refreshers out here, he used to do the standby uh, EMS stuff for that. 
and they had some gig worked out where he was he was always down during the refresher like if you're interested i'll take down your number and i think like the first year you go out and do it you pretty much just work the tent or whatever you do the responses and then the more times you you come out and do it um you essentially can get to essentially stay and camp and whatever for free so it's kind of a cool gig if you ever wanted to check it out um i have no desire to go out there um but yeah it sounded kind of cool yeah a couple years ago my uh when i was flying we had we had a bird down there and my dispatch were either we either had our own cameras set up or they were wired into the festival's cameras and i was in a dispatch center because we had flown up to utah for for one and we were hanging out and i'm looking and i'm like what the fuck is this like you guys watching mad max because it looks like fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, that's Burning Man. I'm like, ah, okay. And it looks like a trip, but I don't think I have the tolerance for, you know, days of that shit. Like, it'd be cool to pop in for like, you know, an eight-hour shift or something, but I don't want to hang out there for fucking days. How'd they set up the cameras? Like, what what was that all about? Like, they had like like a big surveillance camera of like the whole site or? <sighs> they had a, there was two or three set up and they were up high. They were, I don't know if they were on like utility poles or what. Sure. So I don't know if it was, I don't, I doubt it was our cameras. We probably just piped into their system. Huh? That's gnarly. I worked at a music festival maybe like 10 years ago or so. And we had a uh, girl who was maybe like 21, 22 and she took a bunch of shrooms or acid or something like that. And she was on the Ferris wheel and decided that she was going to jump off at like the very top. And the guy that she was with grabbed her arm and held her suspended in the air until he got low enough. And then he dropped her. So she had like a sprained ankle or something like she should have like died. um, And then we took her into the medical tent and she was tripping and she proceeded. We had to, we had a four point restrainer. And then she proceeded to rub her legs together the entire entire night. Like and a cricket? <laughs> <laughs> and she had screaming orgasms the entire night. And wow. that's, that was the soundtrack to my music festival. <laughs> so it was a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> uh, House of a Thousand Orgasms. <laughs> Man, that dude saved a life, and he didn't even get fucking laid that night. What a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had to pay $12 for a bottle of water like the rest of us. <laughs> <sighs> I had a, a family friend when I was a little kid. My, he was a buddy of my uncle. They went to... Uh, they went oh, to- I'm so fucking excited. We're talking about Meaty's <laughs> formative years again. Finally, we get to the good part. There's not really much of this story. Um, his name was Jimmy Garrity. He was a window washer, like on you know skyscrapers and the the. Uh, Do you the pump fuck? your gas too, or <laughs> no? You can't pump your own gas in Jersey. It's like the last state that it's illegal in. Wait, he went jail for that nickel, Mac. <laughs> but the scaffold he was standing on broke. I forget how high up he was, seven or eight floors, um, and he landed on his feet. So it pushed his fucking femurs up into like his rib cage. Jesus. Um, he survived, spent the rest of his life in a wheelchair, but <clears throat> yeah, this story goes nowhere. The falling out of the Ferris wheel made me think of it. We'll not edit that out again because fuck it. <laughs> Play me out, hot sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys watched the new season of Cobra Kai? Yes. No. I'm still on number two. Jesus, dude. Catch up. I can only watch that show in bits and pieces. I know it's meant to be cheesy, but fuck. I mean, that's a fair criticism, honestly. I mean, that's the whole the whole point of the show is that it's fucking stupid. Right. Which I didn't realize the first time I started watching it. So I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Dude, the, the first season's the best by far. Like, I fucking, I was dying. It, the second season was kind of boring. Three was okay. But goddamn, the first season was silly as shit. I love watching it with my wife because there is no suspension of disbelief with her where they'll be like fighting in a house or something. She's like, why don't they just call the police? Like, you understand this is a fucking stupid show, right? Like, 
<laughs> Nobody on that show calls the cops ever. <laughs> Beat the shit out of these little kids, man. 17-year-olds giving fucking axe kicks. Oh, if I had a nickel for every fucking teenager I wanted to kick in the face because he was doing something shitty in a parking lot. It's kind of what teenagers do is just shitty things in parking lots. Yeah. We used to go in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shitty kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we would get we would get a couple of guys in cars and we go down to what was, you know, before Walmart, two guys or Rickles, which was before Home Depot, the, the uh, home improvement store. Were you a teenager before Walmart was a thing? Uh, well, Walmart might've been around, but it wasn't in Jersey. So oh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we would start at opposite ends of the, the parking lot <laughs> and the guy in the passenger seat would have his arm out the window and he'd be holding onto a shopping cart and we would joust shopping carts. Jeez. <laughs> you hit like 40, 50 miles an hour in a parking lot and let the fucking carts go. <laughs> they, they didn't tend to travel straight at that speed, but every once in a while you'd get like a good head on collision and they would get fucking mangled. You know how everybody always gets so pissed off about the shopping carts having a fucked up wheel. That's literally the fucking <laughs> orange origin story of fucking shopping carts. <laughs> uh, wonky wheels origins. That was back before the homeless were taking them. There's some poor grandma like walking her like little ass dog just get hit by an errant shopping cart from some shitty New Jersey New Jerseyan teenagers. Well, this was like fucking midnight when the stores were closed and shit. We weren't doing it fucking five o'clock on a fucking Monday. Because <laughs> they were jumping amazing. in other people's swimming pools right then. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, it's fucking shopping cart jousts. Yeah, we used to. How fucking poor were you, dude? Just shopping cart jousts. <laughs> Not poor enough for pogs, clearly. <laughs> or young enough. Uh, leaving the welfare office, just like scouting out the best shopping carts for tonight's shenanigans. Yeah, most of my youthful entertainment came at the uh, misery of others or <laughs> the destruction <laughs> of property. <laughs> So, so I grew up next to the, this steel factory on this dead end street. And I lived in this basement apartment. Did you go dance there after hours? My street was at the bottom of a hill. And then my house is at the last house on the end of the street. And I was in the basement apartment and over the fence and dropped down about 12 or 15 feet. was a, about a six or seven foot wide patch of dirt between the wall and where the steel factory started. But there was like this little power shed that had a slanted roof that led up to street level down to almost the wall of the factory. There was like a foot and a half gap at the bottom. And we had set up a milk crate with a rope and tied it to a tree. And then we would slide down that slanted roof in the milk crate, <laughs> you know, fucking breakneck speed. <laughs> And then the rope would stop us before we fucking broke our necks, falling into that foot and a half inch gap. Was it the same milk crate that you guys use as a basketball hoop? <laughs> <laughs> no, this one had a bottom. <laughs> but like we treated that section of the factory like that was our turf, you know, like no, no other kids from other neighborhoods can hang out there. And I got home from school one day and there were some other kids in our fucking, in our basket. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I climbed out my mom's bedroom window <laughs> and I ran up to Tommy's house. Like, hey, there's other kids in the fucking basket. <laughs> hey, when you're poor, this shit's important. <laughs> And how many kids died in this feud over a fucking milk crate? <laughs> well, we, I went, we went and rounded up the other guys. I mean, we were in like fucking eighth grade at this point. So, you know, the guys. 
But by the time we got back, the kids were gone. <laughs> so what we did was I went in the house and I got a kitchen knife and I, <laughs> I cut most of the rope. And we just... <laughs> and then we just left it there for the next day. <laughs> and I got home from school and I could see the rope <laughs> draped down <laughs> the slanted roof and, and the milk crate was like down in the fucking in the crack. <laughs> I didn't see any blood, <laughs> but there weren't any kids there either. <laughs> that was the first time me Bullock was charged for fucking manslaughter. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's the milk crate gang again. I know it. <laughs> Their calling card. <laughs> Muggsy Suggs and the Milk Gang. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, God. We didn't, like, we didn't like kids hanging out in the uh, steel factory. <laughs> Sometimes I would hear them on the other side of the fence. And I was, I was Did a you shake kid. your fist at them? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would go in the cabinet and pull out glasses. And I would throw them over the fence. <laughs> like, like, I'm fucking rifling drinking glasses. <laughs> other 10-year-old kids. It's amazing I never killed anybody. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Uh, fucking drinking glasses? Yeah. Uh, I was always wondering like where the dishes were going. <laughs> She's drinking water out of her cupped hands. <laughs> water? <laughs> when it, what story has Meatball has ever told where his mom was drinking water? <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> Not even first thing in the morning. <laughs> He's every- lapping bourbon out of a bowl like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Under the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh. Literally every single time I think that I had a fucking fun childhood and all my fucking childhood stories, nothing compares to fucking meatballs. <laughs> I just I was like, not. Nope. Okay, not telling that story. Not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, for all the fucked up shit I went through, like I wouldn't trade <laughs> what I experienced for anything. Uh, we used to stand on the bus stop or on a corner where the buses would stop, the public buses, when it was snowing, and, f- and wave the bus in like we were going to get on it, and the bus driver would open the door, and it would blast them with snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> we were all the most fucking mischievous assholes. <laughs> we were awful. Oh, oh fuck. <sighs> yeah, we used to we used to egg cars all the time when I was like 17 or so. Yeah. And uh I remember there was a spot that was like a long stretch of road, and we used to hide like like under these like mailboxes and when we see a car coming we shout it and then like jump up and just like toss as many eggs as possible at these cars and like looking back as an adult like ignore the fact that I was a piece of shit but like the spot that we thought we were like so, so hidden in and yeah we were completely exposed so those motherfuckers saw it coming like every single time Remember, like, cars would, like, turn around and we just, like, run into some random house, like, just go into the backyard, like, trying to hide from these cars. Oh, there's nothing better than trying to run full speed while you're laughing your balls off. <laughs> so, did you guys do Mischief Night? The mm. night before Halloween? I like the Purge? <laughs> it's like the G-rated Purge. Yeah, I guess, uh, it, I, mean, I don't know if it's an not a Jersey thing, maybe an East coast thing, but like nobody out in Arizona has ever said that they knew what I meant when I mentioned it. Mischief night was the night before Halloween, you would go out, you know, and, and like toilet paper houses um, and have egg fights. And then you would get, you know, back in the day when we wore like knee high white fucking athletic socks, you take those socks and you'd fill the, the base of it with uh, baby powder or flour <laughs> and you'd beat the shit out of each other with them. <laughs> As one does. As one does. So you'd go home covered head to toe looking like fucking Tony Montoya. And if you 
if you got covered with eggs first, then you look like a fucking chicken cutlet. <laughs> I've been breaded, fool. <laughs> yeah, Mischief Night was like, it was awesome and it was terrifying because you wouldn't just hang out in your neighborhood. You would wander and you'd go into some fucking bad neighborhoods and see like the, oh, that's what the tough kids are actually like. <laughs> some kids would fill their socks with rocks. <laughs> You'd wander to the set of the Warriors. <laughs> Can you dig it? It's the baseball furies. We used to we used to toilet paper this one guy's house in general, and uh, we used to steal from the high school those like industrial sized toilet papers that were just one fucking giant roll, mm-hmm. and there was no like individual sheets it was just one fucking sheet and you have to like tear it with your hands and we'd steal like 20 or 30 of them and that's what we used to toilet paper his house <laughs> and we could go for like 45 minutes without getting caught so he got he got it pretty bad a few times oh that uh i think i shared a story about doris on the page the crazy bitch that lived across the street from me I, my friend Joe, yeah, I did. I did. I shared the, the story about Joe's brother having a buddy steal a car and then smash it into her new ca- new Cadillac. <laughs> um, like that was the goal, or yeah, yeah, that was the goal. Holy shit! I'll have to find the story. I'll send it to you. That's a short side mission in GTA. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the same family, they locked her in her own house. His dad worked on the docks and he came home with like a, uh, his name a Tommy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Anthony. Oh, um, is he married to Gina? <laughs> uh, what was his mom's name? I think his mom's name might've been Rose. Anyway, he came home with a pickup, his pickup truck. The whole bed was full of fucking chain and like big fucking link chain that they use on the docks for whatever. And they pulled the uh, the pickup down to our dead end, and they they wrapped this fucking chain around her house because she had a, she had a side door and a front door <laughs> with with screen doors on them, and the screen doors opened outward. So they just locked her doors down, and she was old and fat and couldn't climb out the window to do anything. And then they padlocked it with like six or seven padlocks. <laughs> oh. And the, and the cops had already st- stopped coming to our neighborhood whenever she called. So, <laughs> so she went on a call in the fire department. She told them the house was on fire. So they showed up. And then they had to cut the fucking chain off her house. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking glad I didn't grow up next to you. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> You'd have had a blast. <laughs> oh. Uh, I thought everybody grew up like this. Fuck. I mean, a little bit, but goddamn, <laughs> I'm talking about you fucking toilet papering houses, and you're you're committing felonies. <laughs> <laughs> what crime? What crime is that that you guys committed? <laughs> Locking somebody in their house? Yeah. <laughs> what would Probably that just criminal mischief. I don't uh-huh. know. I is no that fucking- kidnapping? Because that's like the opposite of kidnapping. Please, please show me. <laughs> The ordinance that says I can't use giant <laughs> fucking dock link chains to fucking barricade someone in their own fucking house. Oh, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, I declare I was actually keeping her safe by not allowing her to leave her house into these dangerous streets. Did, you didn't have like one crazy bitch on your street growing up? Oh, I did. Her name was Jeanette. And like in my mind, she was like 40, but I was like 10 and I think she was actually like 21. But yeah, she was straight up fucking tweaker, had actual like meth lab in her basement. And uh, guys used to come into her house, you know, like all hours of the night, like that type situation. Yeah. And I think she's a bartender now. My mom's friends with her on Facebook. (laughs) So she made it out, I guess. We had a guy on our street. He was probably a good 20 years older than us. And he was functionally retarded. And when my folks moved into that house, what's that? (laughs) I said, we're getting flagged. 
again. That's okay. Meatball will still flag us. Don't worry about it, Zuckerberg. Um, so, uh, so his name was Robbie, and uh, like literally the the first memory my dad even has of this kid is sliding little fucking pieces of newspaper through the slits in our fucking wall and feeding it to his dog and just kept fucking feeding it, feeding it. Feed- and the dog's fucking stupid and just keeps eating the goddamn newspaper. My dad's like, what the fuck? But like, <laughs> we grew up with this guy, like literally. Wait, where did your dad was feeding the dog newspaper? No. So Robbie was feeding my dad's dog fucking newspaper oh. through the slits in the fucking cinder block wall, like the little drainage slits. <laughs> and so that's like his, his first fucking interaction with this guy. And we used to do so much stupid shit and my folks shouldn't have let us fucking play with him. I mean, he is, he was a funny dude. Um, but goddamn, like we played tag fucking on roofs of fucking houses in our neighborhood. Um, and dude, literally we we're playing one time and someone got up on the roof and we're chasing him. He jumped off the fucking second story and he fucking landed it and he didn't fucking die. I'm shocked. I cannot believe this guy never got fucking killed. Uh, from any of the stupid shit he used to do. Um, he used to hang out one of our uh, friend's backyards with a, a big ass, um, like 10 gallon bucket of water and wait for the, the junior high kids to walk home. He would dump fucking water on their heads as they, <laughs> they went by. Um, fucking used to, to put his cat in the microwave and fucking turn it on for a couple seconds. Like we thought it was hysterical. He was a fucking sociopath. And, he would just do little shit. Like he would fucking go shoplift, get his snacks and shit at the fucking store. And then he'd bring it back. He throw him up in the air as he came back on his bike and just, you know, yell, whoever gets it, gets it. And I mean, dude, you're 10 and someone brings you free chips and fucking soda. You're just going to take it. It was fucking hilarious, but or the flies with Reese's cups. Exactly. I mean, granted, you know, he never locked anybody in their house against their will. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> Did you did you also grow up next to Meat Bolus? <laughs> <laughs> did not. That kid sounds like a trip. I wish I'd have met him. Oh fuck, Robbie Rainier was a silly bitch. He passed away a couple years ago. Um, he's dead. Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> all, all the stories end. Oh yeah, he, he's dead. <laughs> uh, no, he finally got locked up. I think he finally got hit with like three strikes or something. So he was in prison for a while. I don't think he died in prison and I had been gone for a while. He passed when I was already out here in Arizona, but uh, goddamn, Robbie was a silly bitch. Uh, we used to just do stupid shit with him. He would, uh, he would chase us with a fucking lawnmower. Uh, he'd be mowing one of the, the neighbor's lawns for fucking, you know, five, 10 bucks, whatever. And he would chase us down the street and we're, you know, seven eight years old and this dude's literally like 30 and he's fucking sprinting full speed down the (laughs) fucking street with a lawnmower that's running and trying to chase us and he fucking bangs it up against the curb and goddamn like i mean it's fucking terrifying but also hysterical at the same time real life lawnmower man dude for real (laughs) eating grass clippings and shit See, all the kids that I grew up with that I thought would have died early or been in jail, like they all made it out and, you know, are somewhat decent, upstanding people with decent careers. It was all like the the good kids that got A's that got fucking killed in an alley or went up the river. Milk crate related uh, injuries. (laughs) They're on the wrong side of the steel mill. Always check your rope. (laughs) Jimmy on belay. <laughs> belay on. <laughs> oh. oh, man. God, the fucking memories are just flooding. <clears throat> I think for all the shit that we did when I was a kid, I don't ever remember seeing an ambulance on my block. I don't either. Which, you know, you would think maybe, oh, maybe that's why he got an EMS. <laughs> all the interactions with the friendly fucking emts and paramedics of jersey city oh i mean i'm sure my neighbor Jeanette got narcaned a few times do you guys remember the first drink that you ever had yeah. how old were you uh how old are you when you're in seventh grade 11 11 11 but i got skipped so i was like 12 i guess um 
<laughs> Wait, you got skipped or held back? No, I got skipped. I got skipped about two or three weeks into kindergarten and sent to first grade because all the shit they were teaching in kindergarten, I had learned on like Sesame street. Oh, <laughs> and then I proceeded to fucking fail everything for the next eight years. So parents don't skip your kids. I mean, it doesn't help that I got slapped in the face. <laughs> first in the first grade. <laughs> but yeah, my, I had a babysitter when I was young, um, Joanne and, and she was fucking awesome. She took me to see the Rocky Horror Midnight Show in Manhattan when I was in, I think, fifth grade. <laughs> Fucking wigged me out, but <laughs> I had a blast. Jesus Christ. But her her boyfriend was this Ecuadorian dude named Freddie. And uh, after they broke up, he would still come around. I think he might have been like scoring drugs from my mom or from my mom, or they had similar circles they traveled in. But we would hang out sometimes. My mom had something she had to do or whatever. Freddie would take me out like to the movies and shit. And I went and crashed at Freddie's house one night. I think my mom had a date. And I was in, I'm pretty sure I was in seventh grade. And uh, he had a buddy over and we were hanging out and they were drinking. We were watching TV and he was like, do you want some? And I'm like, yeah, I want some. Trying to be all cool. I didn't <laughs> fucking want any, but I wasn't going to tell Freddie that. So he poured maybe three quarters of a glass of Coke and then did the top quarter of it. He just poured his beer in there. <laughs> and immediately... Oh. Beer and coke. Yeah, it was. Na- I I remember it being nasty, which I was not going to admit to, and I drank that whole fucking thing. God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember it. It it had like a weird reaction, and there was like chunks floating in it, like oh, <laughs> almost like calcium deposits when you oh, get bicarbonate calcium chloride. <laughs> that was the first drink I ever had, like that I remember. I remember when I was like. 16 17 something like that and i swiped a couple beers from the fridge and i i hid them in my closet and i remember one day before school i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna drink a beer before school and it was like fucking like room (laughs) temperature in my backpack and i went to my buddy's house before school and he was getting ready for school and pull it out of my backpack and fucking just room temperature warm crack it and i'm like okay i'm just gonna chug this thing and i start chugging and immediately spewed it all over his coffee table <laughs> it was like fucking miller light or some shit <laughs> so like 6 45 in the morning i'm just got lysol out just cleaning his coffee table holy fuck <laughs> i think to be honest we god i i can't be a hundred percent sure would have been what would have been my first. Uh, it was either a fucking Corona or fucking some kind of fucking shitty wine cooler that my fucking my mom or whatever had at the house. I was a watermelon flavored. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they had the food and stuff. I forget. <laughs> God, that was like nine months ago at this point. <laughs> beer. The beer just has a label that says hops and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, definitely nothing particularly memorable, though. I was a boring kid. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, but look at you now. No major felonies. <laughs> when I was like, when I was like nineteen, there was this dude. I I don't even know what the fuck this is at this point, but it was something. It was called Red Dawn, and Wolverines. I, I need to research this and figure out what was actually in it, but it was marketed as like a, like a five hour energy, but it would make you like hallucinate. And I went to a poker night and I, I drank one before going inside and it took maybe like an hour to hit me. And dear Lord, was that the most obnoxious I've ever fucking been in my life? Like, uh, we, uh, at, I was literally falling over on the lawn and doing circles in the house, like fucking weird shit. They took me to Del Taco and I said, that was the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life at the cashier who walked up. Yeah, I was a fucking dude. And then some guy was walking in the liquor store next day, next door. I asked him if he was buying porn, like just the absolute worst I've ever been in my life. But, um, I don't know what happened to red Dawn, man, but don't fuck with that. Red Dawn. I never heard of it. 
No, no. Yeah, I, I think it's probably taken off the market. You know how things come out and like like spice and uh, like even like salvia, you know, stuff that kind of like it's it's not recommended by anything, but it kind of gets on the market. I think that's how Red Dawn was. So was it like a a powdered like like a like you said, like a salvia, that type of thing, or is it like a four loco type of thing? Like, what was it? It was literally like a five hour energy. It was like the exact same okay, size. I would say it was four ounces, which was eight servings. It was half an ounce as one serving. And it's like, oh, just chug the bottle. It's like eight bucks or something from the gas station. And they only sold them in like Georgia or something. Um, and so my friend who lived in Georgia at the time brought me one. And it was the stupidest night of my life. We used to go down to the the 440 mall and there was, we called it the Indian store because there was like Pakistanis that ran it. And as far as we knew, anybody with brown skin with a funny accent were Indian. Um, but we would buy locker cleaner. And that's, it, it was a little bottle. Yeah, it, was, it said locker cleaner on it. We called it Rush. And I don't know what it was, fucking acetone or kerosene but we would huff it (laughs) (laughs) your stories are unpredictable no i i did not i did not anticipate this go on did you grow up in prison (laughs) well we were you know late 70s early 80s metal kids and you know that was the easiest way to get high <laughs> you buy this shit that was marketed to clean your locker <laughs> from the semi-legal packy fucking head shop in the mall <laughs> <laughs> and like you would get this wicked fucking head rush for like 30 seconds and then a pounding migraine for like 60 seconds it's like nitro yeah totally yeah, worth fucking, oh i'm sure i probably would have been a fucking neurosurgeon at this point if i hadn't have done that shit I stopped doing it after my great grandmother died because I thought she was watching. <laughs> oh, not she wasn't using locker cleaner. <laughs> no, someone <laughs> killed her. <laughs> Sue Pakistan. <laughs> she found it in my dresser. I was like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> I found her naked on the floor. <laughs> I did find her naked on the floor quite a bit. She liked to drink, and in her last days. She was a fun drunk, though. She'd lay on the floor naked, giggling. Like, oh, Nana, I don't need to see this. I'm fucking 12. She a gilf? <laughs> oof. <laughs> Oy, oof. You wear moo-moos. <laughs> she was like Gollum with fucking saggy tits. <laughs> she had those kind of tits that looks like, you know, she's got four arms. <laughs> <laughs> she crouches down, looks like an octopus. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell is that, Morty? <laughs> Should we end on your grandma dying? <laughs> I think that's a pretty fucking good stopping point. Oh. <laughs> we got to save some stories for next time. <laughs> oh, shit, man. At least we started off with uh, some medical shit. That's kind of the theme of this, man. We do like eight minutes of medical shit and then just stories about meatballs. This is horrible childhood. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out heart sticks, midichlorian count. <laughs> uh, fucking Grogu stick. Fuck that guy too. Should we wrap this up then, gentlemen? Yeah, I got to be to work in a couple hours. So. Oh, me too, man. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, everyone, all six of our listeners for for tuning in. It was uh, it was horrible recording this, just as I'm sure it will be horrible listening to it. Yeah, let us know. We'd like to cringe a little more. <laughs> we know how horribly unfunny we are. We don't yeah. need you telling us, but tell us anyway. Cocksuckers. <laughs>